So one of the reasons I see so many fitness coaches in particular, they get stuck 10 to 12 to 15K a month. They don't have either enough pain or a strong enough why yep. to really push them. We have to be very careful. And the reason I noticed this is because this is exactly what I did in my business. Hitting more money is not going to make me feel better. Like I thought that it was the money thing that was going to make me feel better, right? Because if we don't know what it's going to serve, then it's just a more and like literally an ego dick swinging contest that we're trying to make more money, right? If you're an online coach who's in a position you struggle with this, and that's why I see so many people struggle with, it's feeling overwhelmed, uncertain, and almost beaten up by the game of running an online business. Today, I'm joined by Gavin McHale, who's our millionaire mindset coach on seven fixed scaling systems. Gavin is a genius when it comes to unlocking your potential and really understanding yourself and removing limiting beliefs that you put in front of yourself in your own mind. So today, we're going to run through some things that are really going to help you in terms of removing the feeling of overwhelm and making you understand that this is normal. So thank you for your time, Gavin. Genius. Wow. Why? Is, oh, yeah, I, I take that. I'd say it's great. Right. Yeah, you... You have an ability for people to change their psychology very quickly. Yes, I, I appreciate that. And I will take genius at any time. I'll always take that feedback. But thank you. Yeah, I think I think this is much needed right now when there is a lot, a lot that can overwhelm us, a lot that can make us anxious. Um, and I think we had talked about we want to really dive into like what happens when it's not going great or when things don't go as planned. And I, I hope <laughs> it can really help some people here. 100%. What would be – so if you're someone listening to this, what would be the first thing you would do if you're in a position you – like almost I think you wake up and you feel overwhelmed, which I think is a, a common position sometimes people feel. And it's almost like – they want to like hide under the duvet, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. It's like, oh, another day of this, hmm. right? Like, and, and I know, you know, we talk about it in, in our group, right? Like another day of all these expectations where I have to, you know, I have to get on sales calls and that's high pressure for me. And I have to, you know, uh, deliver my coaching program and I have to send DMs. I have to create content that I don't know what to create, right? Like, like this is a ridiculous amount of expectation that is put on us but here's the thing and this is what i want people to recognize when they're you know trying to hide under the duvet we all chose this right and if you want to at any moment and there's nothing wrong with this you can choose to not do it anymore too right like i know that we've seen people who have decided like you know what I'm going to go back. I'm going to, you know, go work for someone. That's what's best for me. And that's totally fine if that's what aligns with what you want. But I think this, this radical responsibility um, and this recognition that, you know, I have chosen this and there's a reason why I'm doing this. I think that gives us a lot of freedom. I think it gives us like a lot of like uh, peace because we're like, you know what? This, this is something that I want to do. And, and when we think of this, this kind of like takes us down the rabbit hole of allowing us to like reconnect with our why. Like, why am I doing this? You know, why am I working my ass off and putting all these crazy expectations on myself and doing all this stuff? Because when we can reconnect to why we're doing it, 
everything does get easier. And I think this responsibility, it can be scary, but it can also be, like I said, freeing and allowing us to go, you know what? I chose this. And so I'm going to choose to dive in head first because I know that I can, and I know that this is what the world needs from me. 100%. I think when you understand everything is your own conscious choice and you also have the ability to choose not to do it, you then realize like, what, what is the other option? You go back to where you were before working for someone else. Right. Right. I've, I've even had this recently, like, you know, like I'm working with you guys and I'm working with Craig Ballantyne. And I remember, you know, I've had these thoughts. I get overwhelmed too, right? I have lots of coaching calls. You, you're putting so many clients on my plate, Charlie. It's a good thing, but, um, you know, so I'll sometimes be like, Oh man, I got so many calls. And, and then I go back and I remember like when I was running my business, like my own business and I was doing sales calls and all these things, I still had a lot of calls, right? I had, I had calls with potential, um, you know, people who could connect me to other leads. I had calls, sales calls. I had clarity calls. I had coaching calls. So now all I've done is, you know, I've kind of like moved from these calls where I don't know what the outcome is going to be to, I know what the outcome is going to be. I am showing up in coaching and that's what works really well for me. And so when we do compare the like, quote unquote, going back to the other way, we realize like, we probably realize like, oh, like this is pretty similar. And, and this is a, you know, this is a step in the right direction. And if it doesn't feel like a step in the right direction, what is the alternative? And I, I could go back to that. Do I choose to, if I do totally fine. If I don't then get your boots on and let's go, let's get to work, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, for me, one of the things that motivates me is like never going back to working in a state agency again or like, yeah. I, and here's a really weird, weird way to frame that. I don't know what you'll take with this is a good thing or bad thing to do, but on my, it's never a necessarily bad thing, but on my Trello board of tasks to do, I used to have a guy with a suit, like a suit and tie to yeah. remind me that I need to do this so I don't have to go back to that lifestyle. Yeah, I think that's great. I think, um, I think it's really important. One of the things I'll often say to people, you know, uh, I, I had a, a call last night and, and it was a, 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 a woman who was on the call. She had signed up for coaching, right? With this coach that I was presenting for. And she said, I remember the moment when I was like about, you know, I was on the sales call and it was just this huge fear of like, what if this doesn't work out? And I said to her, you know, you, you, what you can do is you can kind of go further on that. It's like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Right. And I think this is what you're doing is you're kind of like framing it as like, okay, like this is the other option. You know, this is the only other place where I have the ability to make money and make a living. And this is not what I want at all. So what we're doing, you know, you can, you can put your, if you were a teacher, if you were, you know, had to work in a suit, um, or maybe if you just like, just don't want to have to clock in and clock out, like putting that there to remind you, you know, you and I have talked a lot about reminders, right? Those reminders to remind our subconscious brain, um, what we don't want and what we do want. And in fact, this is something we could dive into a little bit, what we don't want and like the fear and like those quote unquote negative emotions are often the best drivers the best drivers, especially early on, because it's 
as humans, it's way more powerful to run away from something, right? To run away from fear, run away from, from these things that we don't want than it is to run towards something. At some point that does need to shift, right? We, we need to start like looking forwards, but as long as it's continuing to drive, say you, for example, to be moving away from that other thing. And as long as it's not like exhausting you and burning you out and it continues to, uh, you know, empower you to push harder, then that is a very powerful way to adjust our behavior and to remind us of the importance of, of the work we're doing, regardless of how hard it might be in the moment. 100%. I think the more you can frame that, I think the easier it becomes. I think for me, one of the things I've started to do actually from the John D. Martini um, yeah. event I went to, <clears throat> he talks about like, imagine it was a complete polar opposite. So like you mentioned about you're too busy. Imagine mm -hmm. if you had no coaching calls. It's a worse scenario, right? Um, yeah. Think about like the polar opposite all the time. And then you're like, ah, that would actually be a much worse problem. Yeah. Like, and, and I, you know, I, this reminds me of, uh, the Netflix documentary, uh, that Jonah Hill did on his, on his therapist named Phil Stutz and Phil Stutz talks about one of his theories is like, you're always going to have problems and you're always going to be expected to work hard. Like if you want to have success, those two things are just always going to be there. And I think I had this, this mistake in my psyche that a lot of us have that like at some point it's just going to be easy and I'm going to be done. And like, I, that was such a false, false thing to fall into because like in reality, like the only time that we're like done, done is when they put us in the ground. Right. And I think especially people like me and you and people listening is like, I'd be freaking bored. <laughs> Right. Like I'd be so Fucked. bored if, you know, if I just, if I just put my, my feet up on my desk and leaned back, I'd probably do that for 15 minutes. I'd be like, okay, what's next? I got to do something. Right. But we're all chasing this thing that we think it's going to be easier. So, you know, to John Martini's point is like, well, if there's always going to be problems and if I'm always going to have to work hard, can I choose better problems and can I choose the hard work that I want to do. And, I, and actually I have, a, I have a really funny example of better problems that I'll, if you're open to me sharing, like from like a billionaire. So one of my clients, um, he owns a couple of businesses and the guy who funds the businesses is like this multi-billionaire. And he was in Texas, you know, doing work with his business partner and that he, they met up with this guy, this guy who funds them. And he showed them this video and it's like an illegal, he's not even supposed to have this video camera in his, he has it in his hangar. So in his hangar where his private jet is and he has this video camera and he's like, guys, check out this video. And I guess what happened was something randomly flipped the, the like fire extinguisher, you know, switch and this like foam I guess in the hangar, they like release this foam to like stop the fire from spreading. It's not water. It's like this foam. And like literally within five minutes, the foam filled up the entire hangar. And this foam is incredibly corrosive to jets, to planes, and completely ruined his private jet. And so his problem 
his quote unquote problem, right? We talk about this as like, oh, first world problems, haha. But you and I would both love to have this problem. His problem is that he has to go and figure out the insurance situation on this like jet that like, you know, and it was a total like mistake. So like, who's going to be blamed for it? Who's going to actually pay for it? And then his insurance premiums are going to go up on his jet. And it's like, these are, it's still a problem, right? But it's a problem that I think we would all love to have. Like, how do I manage all my money? How do I get insurance on this million dollar plane? You know, <laughs> like, we'll take that. Uh, a mutual friend, I would tell you, he, uh, Frank Denblanken, he sent me a, a photo and his swimming, his indoor swimming pool was leaking through into his gym. And I was like, <laughs> and he's like, he sent me, this is going to cost me a lot of money. I was like, that's the most first world problem message you've ever sent me. Right. And it's, but it's a problem, right? So we're always going point. to have problems. So why not? And, and I think Craig's really good at this. Why not have better problems? Like let's pursue, instead of thinking we're going to have no problems at some point, let's pursue better problems, right? Instead of like, um, how am I ever going to get people to sign up for my program? Can we pursue the problem of I have too many people in my program and I need to make sure that I can support them, right? Still a problem, but a much better problem to have. And I think one of the things you mentioned about problems is that I've really learned is that aligning your values to what you want in life will mean that the problems you have are the problems you actually want to deal with and the problems that really matter to you so that you're then actually motivated to go and like slay that dragon rather than stay under the duvet. And I'd say I've probably got more enthusiasm as I'm back in the last 12 months than I had the previous 12 because I feel I've really found my calling now what I'm supposed to do with seven-figure scaling systems. Whereas with the fitness, I felt that, not that I was going through the motions, but I'd lost a bit of the fire for it because it's, I'd yeah. probably changed as a person and so has my values. Yeah, and you didn't really want to solve those problems anymore. You and and also you could have someone else solve those problems for you, and you could solve different problems, right? I had the exact same thing when I was as a personal trainer in fitness. I was I, I was in I still remember I was in a personal training session with a client. I was bored to death, and I was like, I can't teach another deadlift. Like I don't think I can do this. You know, and it was just like, there's nothing wrong with teaching deadlifts. There's nothing wrong with coaching people online in terms of online fitness coaching. But I think you and I had just gotten to a point where we saw that there was something different, something that fit our values and where we wanted to go better. And we, you know, just being the type of people we are, we wanted to pursue that. And that makes the other older problems, you know, just boring it's like well i've already solved those so i want to get to the next problems with the uh, the feelings of problems and overwhelm i also think comes a lot of lack of confidence for a lot of people um yeah. and for me i've always actually a lot of people wouldn't believe it struggled with confidence and being very introverted uh, although i put on a good front and for me it's always been about stacking so many like, undeniable wins that i had to be confident because i could look back about all like what I've done. Like I like wearing expensive watches because if I'm having a moment, I like doubt myself. It's like, you fucking got this. Like right. I have like a, like an award as soon as I go out of my office, like when the click funnels to comma club awards, because it forces me to look at it every day to reinforce like what you've done. Um, what would you say to anyone who's in a position like they maybe have that same mindset that I did, mm -hmm. but they haven't got yet to the position where they've got maybe the success they're seeking. 
Yeah, they don't have a Rolex or a Breitling to put on their wrist yet. Uh, we'll get you there. Don't worry. Charlie will get you there. Um, so I made a post on this recently, and I think it's a really powerful frame is insecurity, which, you know, insecurity is essentially a lack of self-belief, lack of self-confidence. So let's just use the word because it works well here. Insecurity is really just another way of, of saying inexperience, right? So... I mean, the first time that I ever coached a client in the gym, I had no confidence, right? It, it was like deep breath, you know, uh, breathing into a paper bag in the, in the bathroom before they walked in for their session, right? And then, you know, a year later, it was like I could do it in my sleep, right? The first time I ever jumped on a, a high ticket sales call, just about vomited when I dropped the, when I dropped the, the pricing number, right? And then it was just like, it became a number. It didn't even, it didn't even phase me at all. And so I think that, you know, what you can do if you don't yet have the, you know, the possibility to put these reminders up everywhere is you can, you can get experience, you can take action. And Hormozy said it really well when he's like, we always think we need to take like the perfect action, right? We've got the North star that we want and we think we need to like take the action directly in line with that. But really all we have to do is take any action at all. That's even remotely in the right direction. Actually, it doesn't even really need to be because you'll still learn from it. So you take any action at all. You probably inevitably screw it up and fail. And then what that does is it gives you really good feedback so that you can make a shift. Maybe you make a 10 degree shift. Maybe you make a 50 degree shift in, in terms of your direction. And then you take another action and then you just continue to get closer and closer to on the line with where you want to go. And all the while you're gaining all this experience, right? I think a lot of times though, in that experience, we think that we have to be perfect inside that experience but really it's the learning it's the learning and the mistakes that give us the experience so that we can get better and then we can get to the point where you know we're making more money or we've got a hundred personal training sessions under our belt and then everything becomes easier because we can look back and go look at all that leverage i have look at all that that i've done already and i think is there anything actually you do from an environmental point of view you recommend people do like in their office setups or their houses to try yes. and like inspire more confidence? Like you've got a sign behind you that says believe and a hat that's 11 out of 10. Yeah. Like is, there, is there anything um, that you would recommend? Yeah. So I make sure that I can see that and that my clients can see that when I'm on calls. Right. But I also have like right beside me, um, and this is a Frank Den Blank and trick. I have my 90 day goals right beside me. Right. So my 90 day goals and the action items that are required are right in front of me. Um, I also, I review my longer term vision every single week. Right. I like just allow myself to close my eyes and just kind of picture it. But then some of the stuff that we did with you, right. Is like, I'll, you know, if you go back and listen to other episodes where I've done with Charlie, we talk about like limiting beliefs and changing your story. And once we get new affirmations, you know, I am good enough or I'm becoming better every day. And don't just make up, make up uh, these affirmations, like create them yourself. You can go back and listen to our other episodes. Um, 
once we get those, we want to put them everywhere because our subconscious brain does need repetition. And that's what you're doing with some of your stuff, right? So I think you put some of your affirmations on the bathroom mirror so that you made yeah. sure you saw it every morning when you're like brushing your teeth. I talk to people, put post-it notes on your laptop, put post-it notes on the wall, you know, behind your laptop, behind your workstation, make sure that there's stuff everywhere that you can see that inspires you, that gets you excited, that also reminds you of the person you're working to become. Um, this is, you know, okay, yeah, it's it's all hairy fairy and yay, we've got all these post-it notes, but re it's scientifically driven. It's like our subconscious brain needs repetition. So we need to be seeing that constantly to kind of hammer it into our brains so that we can feel like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, there's that reminder, there's that reminder. It and it kind of like spurs us into taking action. I hundred percent agree. And I think for me the the bathroom mirror photo uh, uh, statements really really helps and then i have one which is like a statement about the way i think like my principles and the other one's like i have like daily questions to ponder of like things to think about of like what am i doing today and why like yeah. how what did i do yesterday that i could have improved on and what went well like to try and like reflect and being critically thinking whereas i see a lot of people are very like autopilot they go through the motions and they don't think in life yeah. And I think, um, that's comfort, right? Autopilot is like another word for comfort and look, Hey, we're all trying to be more comfortable, but if you're not where you want to be, which I mean, sorry to break it to you, but like we said, you're probably, if you're, if you're a high performer and an achiever, you're probably never going to be where you want to be. You're just, you know, you're going to hit these milestones and then you're probably going to get the next milestone um but if you're not where you want to be you need to force yourself to get uncomfortable because the the place where you are is comfortable for your nervous system and for your brain and the only way to allow yourself to get into this like other realm is to make yourself uncomfortable and create a new different reality that puts you in this new space right and so that could be something like charlie said you know critical thinking constantly um, asking yourself questions you know reiterating your affirmations but it could also be mean you know things like um brushing your teeth with your left hand going through and doing things a little differently in the morning like just tuning your brain and your nervous system into something different is so powerful in terms of in terms of allowing you to get comfortable being uncomfortable which i think is really what we're talking about one of the things to go inside of that actually I say about being comfortable is complacency so one of the reasons i see so many fitness coaches in particular they get stuck 10 to 12 to 15k a month totally you're earning enough money, you're comfortable, you can have a, a nice lifestyle, whatever that means. Um, unless you live in Dubai and it's very expensive. <laughs> the, which is true, my living costs more than that. Um, then like people don't push themselves further than that. For me, that's because they don't have either enough pain or a strong enough why yep. to really push them to the next level after that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've actually had this. I think this is a great place to go, Charlie, because I've had this conversation with a number of clients on our seven on our seven figure scaling system calls, 
right? So, so you nailed it, right? They're at 12K, maybe they touch 15K, you know, they're doing well by most standards. And they're like, yeah, but like, I want to hit 20K, like I should be hitting 20K, da, 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 da. And then I just stop them and, you know, they, they do their thing. And then I stop them and I, and I just like, I'm like, okay, uh, why? Why do you want to hit 20K? And they're like, well, it's like the next thing, right? And it's like, we have to be very careful. And the reason I noticed this is because this is exactly what I did in my business. So it was like, the first thing was, I want to hit a six figure run rate, 83, 33 a month. Let's do it. Let's do it. I hit it. And then I like told my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. And I'm like, Hey, I hit 83, 33 a month. She's like, yay, that's awesome. And then I went back and my life was totally the same, right? Like nothing changed. And then it was like, okay, well then let's hit 10 K hit it. Nothing changed. 12 K 15 K nothing changed 20 K nothing changed. And I was like, okay, hitting more money is not going to make me feel better. Like I thought that it was the money thing that was going to make me feel better. And I think a lot of us do. And this is kind of like the, the, the dream that we're sold is like, when you hit 20 K you're going to feel better about yourself and all your insecurities will go away. And it's like, Nope, not quite the case. So I'll say to people, okay, like, you want to make 20k what what will that serve like when you do that what will that serve right because if we don't know what it's going to serve then it's just a more and like literally an ego dick swinging contest that we're trying to make more money right so it's like okay what will that serve and then it's like oh well you know i want to buy i want to buy a house oh okay so this isn't just about trying to make 20k a month this is about saving for a house for your family that's so much more powerful than I want to hit 20K so that I can swing my dick on social media. I want to hit 20K so that I can start saving for this dream home for me, my partner, and my kids. Now, we, now, like, I don't know about you, Charlie, but like, I'm like a dog with a bone when I get that. It's like, let's go. Like, I will run through a brick wall to make that happen. I going to give an example. So um, I spoke to Harry Knights before this podcast right. who has joined the CEO Mastery Program now, our highest level program. And like, I was missing tears on the call because he's going to retire his mom in a month's time. That's incredible. So at, at 24 years old, I was like, fuck me, dude. I was like, I'd do anything to see you succeed. And for me, that's someone who will be phenomenally successful because of two things. One, he's a really strong why. And secondly, he has an abundance mindset that he's happy to like give money to his mom and help other people. Mm-hmm. And then intrinsically, it'll come back. And I know it's more with myself, my own behavior. And this is a question for you, actually, that the more generous I am generally or like giving or spending more money or just like abundant money with mindset, money just seems to fall in my lap suddenly when I do that. Well, money is energy, right? Like I say this to a lot of people, like what is money, right? way back it was a goat and wheat right and then we got these metal things that we exchanged these coins and then we got these pieces of paper that apparently mean something um now it's just numbers on a screen right like you you know you put an extra zero in by accident and you got a very different life right (laughs) if the bank makes a mistake but so so really like money is not a real thing it is a real concept but it is not a real thing 
so what is it? It's energy, right? And so energy, as many fitness people will know, um, when you put out energy, you get energy back, right? You go, you go for a walk, you feel more energized after you go work out, you feel more energized after. So money just, just like that needs to be always flowing. It needs to be moving. And when there's a, like, and I'm speaking to myself here, right? We have this thought that like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make this money and then I'm going to hoard it all away in like under my mattress. And then somehow I'm going to have like all this money that like, I just never touch and like, screw everybody. I'm just going to keep all the money in the world. It's like, no, that's not, that's not how it works. Money is made to be spent. Like that's literally how it works is like money is made so that we can spend it or so that we can use it in a way that serves us, right? That may be spending, that may be moving to a savings account, that may be moving to a, I want to buy a house account or I want to retire my mom account, but it's always moving. And the more that it's moving, the more likely that it is to move towards you as well as moving away from you, right? And so this is an abundance mindset that you're talking about is, if I have this mindset that the pie is the same size and I only get my one slice and then everyone who takes a slice takes away from the pie, well, guess what? That's what's going to happen. That's how you're going to view it. But if I have this belief that the more that I give away and the pie just keeps getting bigger and there's money, enough money for everyone. And the more that I give away, the more will come to me because the universe is going, Hey, you're giving all this away. We want to give you more so that you can give more away. And so that you can use more to serve you and serve the way that you want to live. That's why it's all dropping in your lap. And, and I think so many people are so scared of that because they just, it's a scarcity mindset. It's scarce. It's not going to come again. I need to hold it. But as soon as you start giving it away, you start realizing that more of it comes and then you go, oh, this is not a limited resource. It's actually an unlimited resource. The only thing limiting the resource of money is, is our own mindset. 100%. I think, um, and what, what I noticed that where people make a big mistake is when they have that mindset, it comes across. They go on a sales call oh, yeah. and they choke up because all they're thinking about is the money rather than trying to help the other person. Yeah. And like all I always try and do is just embody the, the other person and like how can I help this person as much as possible mm-hmm. and then that will come across on the call rather than people get almost like commission breath where oh, yeah. they can just tell they're just trying to get the sale and you just push people away. Yeah, and commission breath to me, I had a client once way back say this and he nailed it. Commission breath to me is what can I take from you instead of what can I give you, right? Commission breath of the used car salesman is what's the shittiest car that I can give to you for the most amount of money, <laughs> right? The used car salesman mm-hmm. frame. But if we show up, we're service-based businesses. Everyone listening is a service-based business. And even if you have a product, you're somehow serving people, right? So it should be, how can I provide you so much more value than what I'm asking for in return that you are going to feel like you're getting an absolute steal of a deal no matter what number I say? And if, you know, and that starts, as you said, that starts by showing up in the sales call going, how can I leave this person better off than I found them? This has nothing to do with your bank account. 
this person is showing up in pain. They need your support. They need your help. It's your job to show up and to serve them in the best way you can and leave them better off than you found them. And even if they never pay you a dime, but you show up with that frame and you say, I will leave you better off than I found you. And you actually do that and you follow through on that, regardless of if they ever pay you a dime, you've changed their life. You've changed their life in 30 or 45 minutes, however long that call was. And damn it, you can be proud of that. Like that's pretty amazing. Like there's something to be said for that. And the funny part about that is, as you said, when you show up in that frame, more money comes to you. They want to pay you because you're actually giving. You're, you're like, how can I give, 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 give? And they're like, oh, well, if you're just going to keep giving, I want to pay you for that. It's just the way human psychology works. But it's this wild paradox that you have to let go of control of how you're going to get the money. And you just go, I'm just going to serve today. I'm just going to give today. And then what do you know? There it is. Shows up in your experience. Well, it's the, the law of reciprocity, right? And I think that's yeah. where I, I'm a big believer in value exchange. If you give enough value over a period of time, eventually someone's going to come and buy something from you. Or if you give enough value, they'll keep buying from you over and over and over again because they'll believe in you so much and you've helped them so much that they'll buy anything you want. And that's where people get a huge misunderstanding in terms of think they need to have a massive audience to be really successful online with whatever yeah. industry they're in. The reality is if you have like 500 people who love you, you'll never run out of money. Never, never. And this is something I've really, you know, I really appreciate about when I've, since I've joined working with seven figure scaling systems is like, so a lot of times, and you know, a lot of fitness people live by this, especially since they moved online is once I make the sale, I basically forget about the person. It's like, Oh, you just get put into the system and you forget about them. But what's awesome that I've noticed within our business is that once they get in, it's like, it's like a whole new process starts again. And in fact, it's like, now we got to deliver on this shit, right? Because we've asked them to put their money where their mouth is. They have, and now we got to deliver. And we're constantly talking about how can we deliver? Who can we help? Where can we send them? What coach can we put them with? What, how can we make sure that they fix this issue as quickly as possible? And here's what shows up. We're consistently enrolling new clients you're now moving people into the highest level program because they're getting so much value already. And this is what happens when we focus on constantly, not just before they actually give us their credit card, but constantly giving more than we receive. And if you, if you do that, like if you just embody that, I will give more than I ask for. Like you said, you'll never, you'll never be poor again. You'll never miss a meal again. Why do you think people don't understand that concept? It's a scarcity mindset. I think it's a scarcity mindset. It's like, um, I need to take all that I can get because it's limited, right? But it's not limited. Like, like we have this belief that money is limited. Guys, we saw this through COVID. They can print as much money as they want. It's not limited. Like they can just add zeros on the computer. It's not limited. There will, we will never run out of money as a society ever. So, and if you just like go and go like 
to the wealthy area of your town for a walk, you will see that there is there is no lack of money ever. Like if I, in the middle of when they were saying there was a quote unquote recession, and I don't know if they're still saying that, I don't even listen anymore. I would go for bike rides down the wealthiest. There's like, we're pretty close to it. So I could go for a bike ride down the like the wealthiest street in our city. And every house was under construction. They're building new houses. They're redoing the entire house. I'm like, there's no problem with money. There's no problem with money because these people have a different view that there is always enough and that they will never run out and that they can constantly make more. And so the only thing that stops people is believing that something different there, the believing that it is limited. It's not like that's, it's, it's, that's a false belief that you have. <laughs> so just change it. Okay. <laughs> Well, there's no lack of resources in the world, but no. there's a lack of resourcefulness to go and get them. That's it. And I can say that with like Dubai Marinas behind my computer screen and camera. I can see super yachts going past constantly. Right. That there is no shortage of, of wealth. And it's just breaking people's perceptions and limiting beliefs is like one of the huge things we do. And you're amazing at that. And that's one of the big things that we really crushed at the weekend at this event. Mm. Um, and I think everyone has limiting beliefs at different levels and phases and i have done some different experiences recently to, to like break my own ceiling in terms of me feeling like i'm worthy of the success i desire and it'll be the same for everyone listening to this they don't feel they're good enough to necessarily have or achieve what they want and i think that just comes down to them just getting out of their own way almost yeah and i'll just encourage these people you know you talk about two key things around limiting beliefs around am I worthy or I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough. Right. And like, I'll encourage people who are maybe feeling the same way. Like I'm not worthy of this or I'm not good enough to get, you know, six figures or seven figures or whatever it is. Like what is good enough? What is worthy? Like, how will you know when you are? Right. Because this is a chicken or the egg thing. It's like we think we have to be good enough to get the thing. But yet there are people who are we can see are not as good as us who have the thing. Like. I know Charlie well enough, like I know where you're at and I know what you're doing to know that your program is good enough, quote unquote. But like. What else is telling me that Charlie is better than anybody else? Right. What else is like, like it's, it's not really, it's this kind of like fake concept that we think like, oh, well, once I'm good enough, then I'll get the thing. Or is it a chicken or the egg? Will you get the thing when you believe you're good enough? Right. It's this, you know, um, we all heard it from our parents. I'll believe it when I see it totally false. I'll see it once I believe it. That's the real, that's the real, real right there. So once you believe that you're good enough, once you believe that you are worthy, you will see it. That's when it will come back to you, right? So all we're doing is kind of like flipping it on its head that like there's no definition for being good enough to make a million dollars. Who knows what's good enough? But if you believe that you can make a million dollars, if you believe you're worthy of that, if you can work on your beliefs there, then you start taking the actions to do it. And then the, the actions is what makes it happen. Thoughts become things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thoughts become things. 
and and this is again this is this paradox that we don't believe we think that we have to see the thing first then we'll think it not the case at all once you think it it will become real and it's actually interesting with the weekend we had a the mastermind event in dubai i had a vision in what my head of what i wanted to do and then to finally see it come to fruition there's like a photo of everyone uh, on a balcony at the event and dubai like skyline behind it and like when i looked at that i was like fuck it was like we did the it. vision is coming to reality and i think you don't have to have a clear i had a blurred vision of what i wanted to do and say with my fitness business mm-hmm but I just took it day by day by day and just broke up and didn't overthink it. And like, I planned the whole of seven figure sailing systems in 15 minutes with pen and paper. Right. Like you don't have to have like this bulletproof business plan. You're like, you'll figure it out course correct as you go. And I think that's why too many people don't see the success they want is they overanalyze and overthink themselves out of the game. Yeah. You, I, I've seen it firsthand. You followed the yellow brick road. We'll bring wizard of Oz into this. You followed the yellow brick road and you just took the next indicated step, the next right action. Okay. This is the long-term kind of like blurry somewhat thing that I want to see. What's the next right action to get me moving towards that thing. And then as it became closer and closer and closer, and you started planning this event, it was like, okay, now I can get really clear on what I want this to look like. I can see some things coming together. This is what I want it to look like. And what I find really funny is like, literally you sent the photo of the event to our team. You're like, here's everyone at the event. It's amazing. And then you're like, next event is, <laughs> and it was just like, cause you were so fired up and you were like, this is exactly what I want to see. And now I am even clearer on what I want to see next time. This is when it's going to be. This is how many people we're shooting for. This is how we're going to deliver it. Let's go. And the entire team just goes like gets in line and we're like, okay, we're going. Like we're on this train because the vision is so clear and the vision is so big that we're like, I can get inside that vision. I can do that. I have interest because it's been interesting for people to listen to. How do you respond and other people in the team when you see stuff like that? Like me as a team member and I see that? Yeah. So I respond with, fuck yeah. Like you, and and I think this is a big piece. So if you have a team, right? Your vision, their vision has to fit inside of your vision. So if you're a team leader, your vision has to be big enough to fit other people's vision inside of yours. So something for me, like I'm what I would call like an intrapreneur in your business, right? If I perform well, I will make more money and I will do better, right? So I'm like within your business, but I can also easily scale my way up in my own business within your business. So for me, I'm going like, okay, the bigger his vision gets, the bigger my vision gets. And I know what I want. I want to be able to coach more people. I want to be able to serve more people. And of course, I want to make more money. Well, Charlie is direct reflection of that. So when I see that and when it's really clear where to go, and I've worked in businesses where it isn't clear, when it's really clear where to go, I'm just like, where's the next brick wall you want me to run through? Because I'm I'm fired up and like I can see it in you and that's uh, totally, it, it rubs off on everybody else. And I mean, I'm sure you've seen it like, there aren't too many people on the team right now. Again, I don't have a huge pulse on it, but I would imagine there aren't many people on the team right now who are dragging ass. Like, I think a lot of people are like focused 
aligned and doing their job. Yeah. And something I said, actually, the event was, this is not an arrogant statement, is they, they don't build statues to committees, they build statues to men, which is why you have to have one person who's a leader who fucking pushes the shit forward and like sets the direction. Yeah. And for anyone listening to you in this, who's like the head of their business, you have to be that person who's like setting the pace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and again, to bring it back full circle to what we talked about kind of right at the start, if, if you realize that that's not you, that's okay. And there are other options too, right? Of like something like me, where you become an entrepreneur and you go and work with somebody who inspires you and who is doing what you want to do. Since I have started working for Craig and for Charlie, I have totally locked in on exactly what I want to do, which is coaching and working with people's mindset and helping them move move forward in that sense. And I, I've gotten so many opportunities, which shows me that I'm aligned, right? But if you're going to be the head of the business, right, if you're running your fitness business and you want to have a team under you, there is an expectation that you need to be that leader and you need to set the vision. And that vision needs to be big big enough that other people can get inside of it as well, which 100%. kudos to you, Charlie. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a good note to finish up on. So yes. for anyone who, who would like to attend, we also talk about our event this weekend. Our next event will be happening 9th and 10th of February uh, in Dubai, most likely the Hilton, the Palm. We'll have details for that in the next week or so. So we'll be, that'll be available everywhere. Um, do you guys enjoy the podcast? Make sure you subscribe, uh, check out some of the other episodes, leave us a five-star review. Check out Gavin on Instagram. What's your Instagram, Gavin? Uh, at Gavin McHale one. And I'm also going to give you, um, we can drop in the show notes if that's cool, yep. um, a YouTube link to uh, money mindset visualization that you can do daily. It's like nine minutes long. It's super easy. You can do it on a walk if you want. You don't have to have your eyes closed. Uh, we made it as accessible as possible to shift from scarcity into abundance. Awesome. Uh, we'll see you next episode, guys. And big thank you.